0: Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic University Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Canton the Third, and this is a special episode as we re-rank the MCU films. It's actually been a while since we ranked it. We usually rank I remember back in the old days, uh, ah, when the when the pod was starting and the sound was a little off and we were we were having mic troubles and all these other things. Mm-hmm. We would rank the films at the end of the at the end of each we would rank the films at the end of each movie and It would be so fun to see how the rankings would change and evolve. But we stopped doing that. But there's a reason why we are back doing it. Just like if you're coming back to anything, come back to Patreon.com slash MC Probably you could get our bonus content. We will have a subscriber mailbag later this month. We will be revisiting the Fast and the Furious franchise later this month amongst many things you could get just three dollars to get into the discord support the show and same with the youtube channel remember 100 subscribers we're at 97 we're almost there so please screenshot me a dm if you are a part of those 100 and you will be eligible for a prize so keep that in mind and with that i first want to introduce the super producer jake christie jake how are you sir
1: i'm doing well i am excited to do this again uh my favorite thing in the world for this podcast is when we have a couple weeks of an empty calendar because then you start cooking ideas like i love talking new stuff is that our better episode sure but when there's six straight episodes of the secret invasion i can't think of an idea of a pod to do which is
0: secret let's, invasion every week let's just say uh, yeah let's wipe the stink off of that and jake yeah. without further ado take it away my friend
1: so uh as anyone who follows us on Twitter knows, we just uh, put out a call for everyone to rank the MCU films one to thirty-two. Technically speaking, you only need to rank the top ten. Uh, and I will let you know this: other than a couple people who omitted like one or two that they hadn't seen, out of the fifty-two respondents, other than you and I, only one person didn't rank at least thirty movies. Wow. So, like, people really put in the time.
0: Appreciate appreciate the listeners yes. for doing
1: that. I, I really want to thank everyone who submitted so much. Like. Wh- Way, way, way more people submitted than I would have thought. I, I'm kind of floored. So what way this will work is that um, we, you and I, I think, will go from 32 to 1 in our own rankings. Uh, and I will add those in to the current spreadsheet and get totals. And then we will go through and react to the consensus. Now, I will try to be polite about people who I think have dumb rankings. <laughs> but I'm just going to say this out front that I'm go- I'm not going to say it. But there are certain things I see trends that i think are dumb but we'll get to them there but i think we should start off with you and i um and um when if you have a movie uh that like let's say you have a movie at 32 that i have at 28 um and vice versa i'll do what we do for the daddy's pod on patreon where you just say hold that thought and we'll discuss it when it is the higher persons if that makes sense because you don't want to, we don't want to discuss movie twice
0: gotcha you. Got
1: you. okay so without further ado anthony what is your number 32 film the incredible hulk Alright, that is my number 32 as
0: well. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you got to say about it? Well, I think, just at the end of the day, it's just a movie that didn't work. It was just kind of a movie that, that happened, and once you see Mark Ruffalo in Avengers, you, you totally get the reasons why that you you end up being glad that Edward Norton left because it's just a different energy on the screen, and to be honest, it's unfortunate that uh, Ruffalo hasn't been able to kind of play the Hulk in his own film. And that's really like the the one thing that's that's difficult about it. But I think it's one of the the most memorable thing about the movie is Tony Stark showing up talking with Ross at the end. And that's kind of that's kind of really it for me.
1: Which is, of course, the one part of the movie that apparently is not canon. So
0: um, <laughs> it's
1: uh, yeah, I think it's just like it's a movie that doesn't work, and it just feels like it doesn't have like we you people make fun of the MCU movies for kind of having the same vibe a lot, but like it that also it comes with the quality control that like there was just some shit in the Incredible Hulk. It just would not be an MCU movie. It just it's it's also like not very fun in ways that went places it should be. Like it's not just like it's not fun. It's not fun when it's trying to be fun. And so yeah, it's, it's it was that was probably the easiest one for me to rank. Uh, what do you have at number thirty-one? Thor: The Dark World. Oh my God, we are. We're. I already have a twin, but we're twins. Uh, talk about it.
0: <laughs> Thor: The Dark World. I think the thing about it for me is that because of what happens in the original Thor with Loki, and you really get enthralled with Hiddleston's performance and that into Avengers, then they kind of continue the same exact theme, and it kind of gets repetitive. Mm-hmm. And Malekith is the most – one of the most boring villains that we've ever seen in MCU, if not the most boring. Um, Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it's just – and then, you know, the the time spent – there was just something about uh, Natalie Portman and Chris Hemsworth's chemistry that just didn't – wasn't snapping Mm -hmm. for me in that movie, so, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I have nothing really more to add except that, yeah, I think it was just a huge misfire to – ask to to make a movie where the villain speak basically completely in a fake language that's not even like a cool it's not like a known fake it's not like he was speaking like elvish like the lord of the rings like he was just straight up speaking a thing that they made up and it just was it just didn't work for a lot of reasons i I mean you said it better than i could uh 30 number 30 what's your number 30 this might come as a shock to you but uh quantum mania it's not a shock because it's also my number 30 what
0: oh wow oh wow that's a all right so i just think that my level of excitement for this movie was very high i've Uh had very high expectations and i just don't think in mcu history i've ever been so let down by a film overall Mm -hmm. just by the lack of ingenuity, the lack of creativity, in a lot of ways, for something that's supposed to be as expansive and interesting mm-hmm. as the quantum realm, where they made it kind of basic. And I think, to be quite honest, like the the Jonathan Majors performance is really good in it. You you, you enjoy that, and you're curious to see what happens with that. But I think the thing about the Ant Man films that we we have loved was mm-hmm. the family aspect and the way that is mm-hmm. emphasized and talked about with the characters and I just think Cassie Lang just doesn't hit that note that nope. the younger Cassie Lang does and just the odd, the oddity of of Jan not really not Jan um a hope not being in the movie a lot it's just kind of mm-hmm. like a very weird but noticeable thing at the same time yeah. and uh, it's just not a, it's not a story that That it's not a story that works, and then on top of that, it's just something that I felt like if you're going to try and take a swing like that, then you really need Kang to kind of kick Ant Man's ass and not get yeeted off somewhere. It's just it just felt weird, but yeah, nonetheless, a disappointment.
1: It yeah, the most interesting thing in the movie is Major's performance, but it's also like it's so incongruous with the rest of the movie. And I think that uh, they would have just been, and this is not a novel thing to say, just would have been smarter to make a 3rd anime movie and not have to worry about also being the Kang introduction movie. And... More than my, the actual reason this is number thirty for me, more than anything, is it looks like dog shit, and it's it really should not. It is the mm-hmm. of, of all the MCU movies, other than doc, the two Doctor Strange movies, it is probably the movie that needs the most to look good for what it is trying to do, and it looks horrible. Like it, it, it's it actually is like shocking how bad it looks for what they and spend so, budget wise. I yeah. mean, Jesus. And uh, yeah, it just it doesn't. And so yeah, that it that was actually a pretty easy thing. It, the like all of the Phantom Fantas- Phantom Menace syndrome wore off for me on it. Like you know, I'm completely down on it. Uh, and that's all I'll say about that because there are 32 of these movies, and yes. we have a hard out. Uh, what is your 29 Iron Man two? My brother. Oh my! Four God. for four.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. That's incredible. Here's the thing, like you know, I don't like hate 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 the film. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just kind of there. I think some of the, some of the stuff kind of wears off from the initial Iron Man. I think there is a, and and it's no disrespect to Don Cheadle, but I just do think that there is a lack of flair and a lack of spice in the Rhodes character. And I mean, Mickey Rourke sucks. Like yeah. that. Yeah. And that's really what it comes down to for me.
1: It it also is so clear that like. The version of the movie that works better uh, without completely changing what the plot is, is one that makes Tony Stark's alcoholism like a real problem, not a movie problem. If they're not willing to do that, don't do the demon in the bottle storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I actually agree. I would say that Quantumania is the last movie of these that I actively dislike. I'll put on basically any of these. But the biggest thing about Iron Man 2 is just like, it really is just like, it is the movie, of the MCU, that feels most like a mid two thousand sequel where it's like let's just do it again basically you know mm-hmm. let's have the villain be another weapons guy again let's have you know and it, the only thing different is that there's another guy in a suit too and just like yeah it's it's a it's it's a tough movie yes. um what's your 28 i have the original thor wow uh hold that thought okay
0: okay and what
1: is, what is your 27 I I need my 28. Sorry. Uh, How did I screw this up? It's only two of us. Uh, My 28 is
0: Eternals, which I assume I'm holding the thought of because it's not your 28. Yes, I'll hold that thought. Uh,
1: Now you're 27.
0: My 27 will be the the, uh, wonderful film named Iron Man 3.
1: Okay, Uh, hold that thought for uh, a little while. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't think this comes as a surprise. My number 27 is a little film called Black Widow. Uh, What is your 26?
0: My 26 is Guardians 2. All
1: right, hold that thought as well. Uh, You said 26, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, My 26 is a film called Thor, Love and Thunder, a film I've soured on a lot since we watched it.
0: Hmm, That's interesting. Hold that thought. Uh, I'll have it a little further up the card uh after that i have captain marvel for 25 yes
1: hold that thought and now we finally can discuss the film the original four which you have a 28 and i have 25 um it's kind of just it's actually the movie i probably have the least interesting thing to say about top line because it's just like Eh, it's 25 because I like the movies above it more and below less, you
0: know? Yeah, I get, you know, I think the thing for me is is there are moments in this movie I really loved Hiddleston's performance in this. Mm-hmm. I just do think that there is a little talky talky that gets a little too talky talky. Even though I like talky talky, but even it's, for the- It's
1: it's it's not, like, fun talkie-talkie. It's, yeah. like, wannabe Shakespeare talkie-talkie. Yes, yes. And you know who is really good at writing Shakespearean dialogue is this guy, Bill, uh, Bill Shakespeare. And, <laughs> I mean, the crack teams they wrote Thor like, no disrespect to them, but they're not Shakespeare. And so it's it's a valiant effort in a lot of ways, and I wish that Marvel took some stylistic swings, like the way that, like, if you rewatch the talkie scenes, like, they're all, at, like, Dutch angles and, like, doing, you know, pants and stuff which look cool. But it's just, like, it also feels like Hemsworth's kind of at sea. He doesn't really know... Other than the fish out of water stuff, he doesn't really know how to play the character when it's not fish out of water comedy, and so it just doesn't work for me so much.
0: No, no, I feel you on that. Um, all right, so what's what do we got next here? Uh,
1: your number. Uh, did you, yeah, you give me your number. So your number twenty four. Okay, the Eternals. Uh right. My was my number twenty eight. Um, yeah. Uh, it's fine. I think that it's you know. I actually haven't rewatched it in full since theaters. So I probably should, I should have done that. But I was, I was, I was firing from the hip. Anyone knows that about me. I'm a straight shooter, but, <laughs> 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 uh, but no, what, 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 what had, what had you put it above the movies you did? Cause obviously like 24 is not a high ranking, but I would say for Eternals, spoiler alert, that's a little higher than the average.
0: So I think the thing that kind of, and I remember us potting about it and I think it still rings true after seeing it a second time. I think the problem is there are just too many characters. If they mm-hmm. just reduce that, I actually think there are story elements and the yeah. action itself. I thought was very good, and it was at the, the I think the Makari running, mm-hmm. um, Athena's fighting, mm-hmm. like all that stuff was cool. The yeah. the fasto stuff uh, mm-hmm. was was pretty cool too. I, I, I'm that's where to me. I did not I didn't hate I just again like I didn't hate I, the I movie. I not hate anything. It of, just of, felt like it's yeah. overstuffed and it could never it could never be as good as yeah. as uh, you know Chloe Zhao would want it to be.
1: Yeah, I'll definitely revisit it. Uh, I think the biggest thing it has going for it is that the, the location they shot it, well, is it let me check my notes. Oh, uh, outdoors, right. They shot it outdoors, which looks really nice. <laughs> and I think it's a lesson that other MCU movies could take from that. Um, my number 24 is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Um, ah. a movie I liked more when I rewatched it ahead of the Guardians movies, but like so many of the others, the reason it's twenty four is because I like twenty three movies more than that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the same thing for me. I just think it like after Guardians one, it doesn't land the same mm-hmm. uh, as as the first one did, and I don't know. I think the ego living planet thing just like was not a great. Well, it just did. It was not something for me that I I felt like that invested in as i did in what was happening in the first film and some of the stuff that i mean i could have stayed with just watch jackson mantis yeah just make jokes the entire time and i would for have been sure. cool with that but we uh, did I, get I the yondu death and that was, a, that do, was yes a, was i a think
1: part. that there's good stuff in it for peter quayle and yondu i think one of the things i dislike about it is that because so much of it is about them being split up which is an understandable way to go it feels like some of the other characters get short shrift like i what is you know, obviously I guess Rocket's arc is like understanding he's like Yandu, but like, it just feels like there's not a lot for the other characters, and the ego twist is like not really twisted. twist at all, it's so obvious that it's like it, it, a lot of the movie feels like you're waiting for Peter to realize that this is too good to be true and once you're waiting on a character, that's always a problem
0: of course, um, of course yeah.
1: and so, your number 23
0: Doctor Strange the original
1: okay, uh, hold that thought my number 23 is a little film called Avengers Age of Ultron, and we'll get back to that.
0: Oh, hold that uh, thought, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, what is your number 22? Iron Man. Uh, hold that thought. Uh, my number 22 is Captain America, the first Avenger. Oh, hold that what thought. What is yeah. your number 21? 21 is Ant-Man. Hold that thought. My number 21 is, and we're talking about a film now, uh, the original Doctor Strange. Um it's pretty good. It's stuff I like it. I think it's, it's slow so, at the think,
0: beginning. Yeah, I think it's slow at the beginning. It's solid. I think again, the, the one thing that kind of annoys me is that they never followed up on the Mordo stuff. The Mordo stuff, the way that the movie ends is very compelling. It could have mm-hmm. easily could have been something they could have built built upon. But then something <laughs> something that we talked about on another podcast a few minutes ago, um the multiverse storytelling kind of went all over the place. Yes,
1: it, 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 they have an Academy Award nominated, super celebrated thespian playing a sorcerer who wants to steal power from other people, and they're like, let's put this on the shelf. Now, I hope they get back to it, because the MCU, if, if anything, will bring back someone, you know, uh, but yeah, that's definitely the biggest disappointment. It, it looks incredible. Uh, all the mirror dimension stuff is incredible. Um, yeah, just a really, uh, an enjoyable movie to watch. Like I said, the biggest I think the biggest problem is just the way that the characterization of Strange in the beginning of it is kind of like he's both not mean enough for me to like hate him and want and like be surprised to see him get better, but he's also like not charming enough for me to root for him to get better.
0: You know. You know, it's kind of hilarious. I think of the guest that we had for that episode. Yes. And um, the way that he described Strange as as a not a cock but a dick,
1: <laughs> which you know I think is. While I think most of his other opinions on that episode weren't great that is a a perfect way of putting it and I really do appreciate that. that that's that's what you get. If if you've never gone back and listened to our old pods, I can't stand by everything I said cuz hell I can't stand by things I said 20 minutes ago. But there's some gems in there I think. Uh what is
0: your uh, number 20? Number 20 is Iron Man. Uh Iron Man, are you sure you already said Oh wait wait, 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 hold on. I'm in the wrong I'm in the wrong place. Um okay. I I said ant Man already, right? did just want to make Okay, so Age of Ultron.
1: All right, let's talk about it. It's my number 23. Um, You know, good try, guys. Uh, They did some of the stuff they wanted to. It's a lot of big swings, and some of them hit, and some of them miss.
0: I think in retrospect, I think the biggest thing that makes this movie what it is, and probably what they should have not focused on, was deciding to make the, the Black Widow Hulk love story a thing. That's yeah. probably something that they should have not even touched. Um, they, they just wanted to give a... And, of course, the way that they went about it in dialogue. You know, we don't need to get into that heavy. But I think that part of it... And I enjoyed uh, Spader's Ultron. I did enjoy that. We got the introduction to Vision and the introduction to Wanda, which was cool. But, um, but yeah, I... I think there are some moments there are some moments in it the the beginning of the Tony Steve rift um really kind of sets uh takes shape here but um yeah otherwise it it was it was i
1: I think it would be much lower for me if it if there just wasn't a lot of these these characters together and there's just so much electricity when you get all these actors in the same room like there's the stuff I like about it is the stuff that's not really in the script that's just like the vibes I think the a lot of the story stuff is just stupid. <laughs> like, like the plot is pretty dumb. With, yeah. I mean, obviously they, and it's very, it's very contrived. Like everything is so overwrought. And so, like, the movie on on the page, I think, is much worse than it actually is in practice. Because you get scenes like, but trying to lift the hammer, and you get the banter and all that. And like, that's where the movie, like, that's what saves it from being a complete disaster. In my man. Right. Um, next up, we have uh, wait, my number twenty is Captain Marvel. Which you had at twenty five.
0: Ah, yes, Captain Marvel. So, this is the thing. And I've been thinking about it even more so as of late. So, Captain Marvel, which I actually think is not a bad movie at all. I think it's solid. But at the same time, I do feel like there is an artificial aspect to the Carol Mm -hmm. Danvers character that I feel needs more fleshing out. And I hope that we get that Mm -hmm. more. And I think that's where... As opposed to a lot of the other things that are occur in this movie with Skrulls and mm-hmm. Nick Fury and shout out to Goose. Like there's some mm-hmm. other really good moments and Talos in that movie is cool too. Mm-hmm. I think the the Captain Marvel of it all is just... It just felt like there was something missing. It
1: When you learn that they filmed Captain Marvel... That like that was done after they already did the Infinity War and Endgame stuff. You're like, yeah, that tracks. I believe that. You know, like it just feels like they were making a like they are building the parachute of a movie without like while they're jumping out of the plane. And so I feel like the character isn't fully drawn, and like it's not a huge it's not like the, a movie destroying problem because the character the movie is about the character not really having her memory. But still, it doesn't. It feels completely non specific in a way that I agree with is kind of uh, an issue. What is your number nineteen? Black Widow. All right, that is mine number 27. Uh speak on uh, why you put it. I'm I'm curious what have you it, what has it in the top 20 for you?
0: Pew pew Florence M-E-F. Florence yeah. Florence Pew let me tell you what when we talk about one of the great introductions in MCU history to a character, she was amazing. I thought the action in this was pretty damn good. I think the I think the uh Black Widow uh what you call it Yelena fight was a mm-hmm. lot of fun to start off and I think the <laughs> seeing seeing Natasha get her ass kicked by Taskmaster on that bridge mm-hmm. was a lot of fun too. I think the Red Guardian, shout out to Watch Agenda, I thought that mm-hmm. was a lot of fun. The family stuff was a lot of fun too, that that little table uh dinner scene that they had. Mm-hmm. And I in, I found myself on a rewatch enjoying that movie more than I did the first time, which was which was pretty yeah. cool. I
1: haven't seen it in a bit. I put it as low as I did, mostly because I just have a lot of... I just disappoint... The, th- the third act, I think, is kind of a big issue. That, like, the whole Widow's... St- a-, a-, a thing that a podcaster, uh, Griffin Newman of Blank Jack said, which I can't disagree with, is it is the most, like, yada-yada-ing about serious human trafficking that any movie's ever done. And that's <laughs> not like... A, I don't care about that on moral grounds. It's just, yeah, like, they yada-yada, like, a huge... That the movie is supposed to be about her like freeing these people from the things she dealt with, but they don't spend any time humanizing them, which once again is like sounds like a it, that sounds like a social justice complaint, but I mostly mean that from a story complaint, that it actually just makes her motivation less work less for me. And I feel like the Dracov bit is just like I know he's not like the fighting villain, but it just feels kinda of stock. And while I love Florence Pugh in all things, uh, and in this movie, there was a lot of it that she's not <laughs> and so yeah, that is uh but also once again like also, I, well, I, I will I, say, yeah, not to cut yeah. you,
0: but that that explosion with her at the top was funny as hell.
1: Oh, for sure. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll give it a rewatch. Uh, these things are always in flux, which is why I think which is the main reason I stopped wanting to do them at the end of podcasts is because like, I don't know, I, this is never a set in stone. I will rewatch one of these and change my opinion and all mm-hmm. that. And uh, anyone who uh, stresses too much about this, I mean this with complete sincerity. Don't. I used to be someone who stressed out about rankings a lot and then I realized that they don't matter and you can change them whenever you want. That's great. Um, With that in mind, what is your, uh, oh wait, sorry, my number 19 is a little film called Iron Man 3. Now, ah, yes, I have an important question for you because this is, is a thing that came up in a lot. This is one of the, t- there are two different comparison points in movies that I judged how people rank them and whether or not they had taste or not. And this, of course, I'm joking. People have their own taste. <laughs> but what led you to the light of putting, even just by a little bit, putting Iron Man 3 above Iron Man 2? <laughs>
0: um, I think the... there There is a point, and I remember, and I go all the way back to when I watched this film the first time, and I remember everything leading up to said scene that mm-hmm. if anybody who's listening, in the history of this show that I've referenced a lot before that. This was a good damn movie. This movie was good. Mm -hmm. It was. And and not to say that it's terrible, but Mm -hmm. I just was like, God damn it. Y'all were this close, this close to giving me everything I wanted. And I felt like I was bamboozled and led astray. But I do remember every time that I've watched the film, that the action sequences were really good. I think that the the way that they did the extremist stuff was actually good too and it's one of the more underrated action scenes is the Tony Stark compound getting ripped yeah. apart and falling in and him sending the suit out to save Pepper and everything. I yeah. thought that was awesome.
1: Yeah, I think the strength of this movie, in my opinion, is the second act where it does a thing that I think so many superhero movies these days are afraid to do, which is separate the hero from the stuff that makes him super. That used to be like the playbook that every superhero movie would do in a sequel, like Spider Man Two is obviously all that. Yeah, but like now it feels like they're so in love with CGI and all that. Not to be an old man, but you know what I mean. <laughs> but like it's just so it's so interesting to watch Tony Stark one clearly going through this post-traumatic stress where he needs these suits in order to feel safe that you see him it show why he is a quote-unquote superhero even without the Iron Man suit because he is that smart. Like, we, you can lose sight of that. Like, it, what makes him special is the suit. It's like, no, it's because he's smart enough to have built the suits. And so he's able to fight these, like, superpower people without a suit because he's just a genius. I think that that's what I really like about the movie. I feel like it's a movie that takes the character very seriously, and so that is why I have it at number 19. Now, what do you have at number 18?
0: I have Ant-Man and
1: the Wasp. All right, hold that thought for just a little bit. Uh, At number 18, I have the original Iron Man. Um, A classic, Mm -hmm. you know. I think it's just below average in the MCU, mostly just because it is a 2008 movie and some of the stuff it does is dumb. But I think it's a really fun rewatch.
0: Yes, it is a fun rewatch. I think there are so many moments that I go back to and I think about my excitement doing this show for the first time ever, talking about it. Reminds Mm. me of what that ending felt like the Avengers initiative and what that meant to me as a, not only a comic book fan, but just as a fan of the medium in general, I think to see that in a film was like, Oh, we're building off this. This is not a one-off that, that got me excited. And then I'll always remember that, that stuff. And of course, uh, you know, he, he, he built the suit in a cave with a box of full of scraps or whatever. Don't he built this in a cave with a box of scraps. <laughs> Oh, God. That's great.
1: Gonna yeah. have to edit that down. I don't. I don't know. Why I gave myself that work. Anyway. <laughs> that's
0: tremendous. Oh man.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a fun movie. I, you know, it started it all. Um, I'm. It, it. I'll say this. We both ranked it lower than the consensus, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, what is your number seventeen? For Love and Thunder. All right. That's my twenty-six. This movie I've soured on a lot. You uh, know, like because I feel like it just it, it, it. A lot of the stuff I like laughed at in the theater is one of those laughs where I'm like, "That's stupid." <laughs> like it's it's. It also also like uh Quantum Mania. It does look bad for a lot of it, except the black and white stuff.
0: I think the the look of the movie isn't great. Um, I think that there was a lot of stuff that happened behind the scenes that when you watch the movie in retrospect, it's like, oh, okay, I see how that happened. But God damn it, if that Russell Crowe skipped down the stairs, oh, yeah. just doesn't get me every single time I see it. And I think it's unfortunate that Christian Bale, Christian Bale's uh, gore was not, I wouldn't say he was necessarily properly used, but I think the way that the character could have been used probably was a, would have, could have been a bit more menacing and mm-hmm. they should have had him kill more gods because that's kind of what he does. Yeah. He's a god butcher and they didn't have him do yes. that. So it kind of takes away from the idea of him being menacing as opposed to, you know, what it actually ended up being.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, the problem is that they that uh, hella kill off three gods at the beginning of Ragnarok. They, those gods are off the board. Um, <laughs> all right. My number 17, uh, and we'll hold this thought, obviously, is uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. We'll get back to that.
0: Okay. Exactly um, we
1: will. What is your number 16? Captain America, First Avenger. Oh, just a delightful movie. It's my 22, but I have, real bad, I have nothing really bad to say about this movie.
0: I don't either. I have, we have talked about it before, but in terms of endings, it's one of the best and honestly more heartbreaking endings mm-hmm. of the MCU. And really in, in a different way of how Iron Man kind of starts a road to a story, mm-hmm. this starts a road to Steve's story that is, you know, filled with a, a lot of a lot of heartbreak for him and something that he's mm-hmm. kind of always had to carry and mm-hmm. in a lot of ways i know people were bad at the at the end of end game to a degree because steve didn't go back and help black people in the, in the 1940s he went back to peggy but listen you going back to peggy i go back to peggy there's too no,
1: there's really nothing worse and i mean this in all things not just a specific <laughs> example then when there's like someone makes a joke observation about a piece of media because that was a joke originally yes. and then I start seeing that as like a serious critique. It's like Are you fucking serious. So like, I, like, I about anything. It's like that's clear. Like a joke. Like, do you, do you actually want to see that movie? Do you really want to see the Russo brothers make a movie? Or, like, really? <laughs> oh, God. Like, come on. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> why? Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. It's uh, Peggy anyway. Carter. Damn it. <laughs> exactly.
1: I mean, any, I mean all, I, you and I mean, you and I've been known, but anyone who's seen Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One if that didn't change your opinion hey. right quick, I mean,
0: hey, yeah, well, is special. Special, Anyway, yes. spe-
1: generational mama. There goes that man. Anyway. <laughs> um, no question. Uh, number 16 for me, or so did you, did you, yeah, you said you number 16. My number 16 is Ant-Man and the Wasp, which you put at 18. So we're basically, we're almost in agreement. Yeah, pretty much. I, that's, I think that's a good
0: time. Ant-Man and the Wasp is was a good time. Um, I remember the one thing that you said when we did the pod for it, it was a, nice palate cleanser for what happened in infinity war and mm-hmm. and then just seeing luis and the, and like when you see this movie and then you see quantum media you see what's missing mm-hmm. you see it's very stark and just a little stuff like scott and cassie playing in the house and mm-hmm. and just having fun like that yeah. the introduction of jimmy Wu, like it's just a lot of a go- lot of good stuff in that film
1: Jimmy will, will always be like, he's my prospect that I'm like, hey, this guy might gonna be special. And people, some people call me a madman. But then, I mean, let's see, that's a little mantis. I don't, I don't know if he actually says that. I always say that in the mant and, and not the mantis, the Mandarin voice. I always say, mm-hmm. like, oh, but I don't think he actually says that in the movie. That's whatever. Um, so, by your number 15.
0: My number 15 is Spider Man Far From Home. Uh,
1: duh, 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 duh. Hold that thought, but obviously, as you know, I overrank the Spider Mans, so <laughs> you yeah. know, it's just a uh, yeah. Uh, my number fifteen is Captain America: Civil War.
0: Ah, hold that's a hold that that uh, for later. Yeah, of course.
1: And your number fourteen, Shang Chi. Yes, that is my seventeen. Um, what well, I feel th- at this point, on, I dislike only the bottom three, and I like every movie from like eighteen on. Like yeah. I fully will watch it any time.
0: I think there's a lot of I think Shang Chi. I remember, you know, seeing it the first time and just feeling like it was something fresh, it was something new. It it felt different. I thought the I thought the surrounding characters around Simu Liu were were like special. I mean, when you get, you know, you get a Tony Leung there and mm-hmm. I just think the opening scene between um Wen Wu and 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 Shang Chi's mother that just like that artistry just, you know, comes off the page there. Mm -hmm. And there's just a lot of, there's a lot of good action scenes in that movie. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of good moments in that movie Mm -hmm. and and back and forth. I know a lot of people will feel a way about the third act and the big, big old dragon. And you're one of them. Which Um, is why
1: it's 17 and not like 13.
0: (laughs) Right. So that's kind of, but, but yeah, it's an enjoyable time. And I thought the, I thought the the Wong, just having Wong just show up in the middle of the film and at the end of the film was just perfect, karaoke. Um,
1: I mean, Wong is always welcome. And this anyone knows, I mean, just check out our TikTok for a little Wong edit I put together. Um, I, I was, it was like 2 in the morning and I was watching football and basketball highlights of the fucking like Anthony Bennett highlights. And I'm like, I'm <laughs> like let me do an MC1. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, number 14. My number 14 is the original Ant-Man. Um, I like I think I like this film way more than most people. I think it is just. I think the reason I like it is because I love a heist movie, and it is a lot of MCU movies claim to be actually an X movie. I feel like this is one of the closest to actually being a non superhero movie in that, except for a few scenes, it really kind of just is a heist movie with a crazy technology.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, listen, I think the, I think there's a charm to that first Ant Man movie that I like the, uh, the heist crew. Mm-hmm. I, I think that i enjoyed them a lot the the introduction of cassie and then hope and hank hank pym was was a lot was a lot of fun in that just the the middle of the kind of check-in at the avengers compound where where uh scott takes on a falcon that was cool too and then mm-hmm. you get the classic louis story at the end of the film like you it's hard to just all of that was pretty cool and the quantum realm the way that they introduced that was was a lot of fun too
1: yeah, uh, I just want to quickly just say because I'm I'm looking at our Discord and two people who I won't name who are day one Patreon subscribers who have been on the podcast are saying, "Oh crap, is this closed?" You know how many strangers submitted to this? I just can't believe you two. I'm not going to say their names because I know who they are, but I'm just like people I've never heard of, people I've never seen following us on Twitter were submitted to this.
0: I gotta go uh, anyway. check that out. A little later. But anyway, it's exactly <laughs>
1: who you think it is because <laughs> the reason they, the reason they wanted to submit is because they wanted to compare each other and make fun of each other, and they both forgot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's great anyway exactly what those I, two are. Uh, yeah, what is
1: your uh number 13
0: uh the original Avengers movie
1: uh hold that thought my 13 is black panther wakanda forever what is your number 12
0: dr strange in the multiverse
1: of madness and we are exactly in agreement here baby it's the 12th best MCU movie am i wrong i've watched this movie three times i've watched it twice in theaters and once at home it is one of the MC movies that genuinely gets better every time. Like, it really is gets better.
0: Twice in theaters, twice at home, and I watched it again the other day, and I said to myself, holy shit, this is really good. Yeah. This is really good from start to finish. I think, as, in, as is the case with everything on the internet, unfortunately, mm-hmm. a lot of that movie got caught up in the whole, whoa, you know, Wanda's a mother, mm-hmm. and that whole talk, a, a lot of that. And it's like, if you really look at the movie itself, This is a damn good movie with a lot of a lot of good action, a lot of good beats. Um, Mm -hmm. Camp at times is like the Mm -hmm. perfect amount of camp as well for something that has, you know, magic wizards and sorcerers and stuff like that. I think the only thing that took me out of the movie was the was the uh, mid credit scene. And besides that, I just think like I really enjoy that movie every time I see it. The no fight scene was awesome. Wanda waxing the Illuminati was great, too and yeah it was a,
1: a good film it's just a testament to how decisions that might not be they're like if you do things that are not necessarily what the audience expects that might get you a slightly worse reaction coming out of the theater but that will only grow better by the day because if you if you do hit the story beats that the audience expects every time they see it that satisfaction will go down whereas if you do something the audience doesn't expect then they're like oh this really aged well and i think that too many people were I think there's just too much speculation about, like, what the story was going to be, all that. And it's a pretty simple story in terms of, like, the character wants. And I think it's very Sam Raimi in not just, like, the action, but, like, I I, 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 I am sympathetic to some of the complaints about, like, making Wanda completely unsympathetic. And etc. My response then always is that like she was holding a town of people hostage. She was already a monster, and I, I'm not saying I'd be flipping. That just might and then
0: me. got corrupted by a yeah. evil book. Exactly. Like, where was the character going? Where else was the character gonna go? And it's like a
1: classic horror movie thing to be like, oh, this character had a horrible thing happen to them, and they're gonna do a bunch of crazy shit. And I think the reason, one of the reasons too, that uh, I didn't bump on that is because there's actually a kind of a fun joy in it. I think a lot of people like who don't really know how to watch that type of movie are like, oh my god they're saying that one is the worst person alive. It's like, no, I guarantee you that nothing gave Sam Raimi more joy than thinking of ways for Wanda to kill the other adventure. Like the Illuminati did pop goes the weasel on, on John Krasinski. How could you not like that? Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I, yeah, I, I'm glad you and I are in agreement on this. Um, mm-hmm. this is my new, like the thing I was tracking is where people put this movie. Cause I, I think that this is going to be, uh, I will put my foot down and saying that like in 20 years, this is one that like, serious film people and be like, oh shit, this one actually had something. Anyway, number 11. What's your number 11? Spider-Man Homecoming. Hold that thought. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm just a slut for Spider-Man. I shouldn't <laughs> have said that. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'll keep it in, but I shouldn't have said it. Um, <laughs> uh,
0: uh,
1: number, my number 11 is the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Uh, what is your number 10? Wakanda Forever. All right. Uh, that's my number 13. Let's speak on it. I mean, they had a tough task, but i think it's a really good movie
0: yeah it's a really good movie incredible job by ryan coogler incredible job by the cast um i i think just emotionally it's a it's a movie like you you visit and you can't help but feel something you Mm -hmm. know regarding the tributes and everything about chadwick boseman and um i just remember the way that the film ends and kind of like that sadness but then that exhilaration in the post credit where we get to see t'challa's son and mm-hmm. that was just like a jesus christ i'm gonna just like yeah. burst into tears and I, I yeah it's just that you know it's just though i thought you could talk about like the way that i was surprised that Letitia wright's performance i thought she mm-hmm. was really good in it Um mm-hmm. angela bassett obviously was great and then mm-hmm. we got the the introduction to namor Mm-hmm. Which was was a, a nice backstory. That back and forth was really cool, and yeah, yeah. I, I just think it's a it's a powerful movie. It's one of those movies that honestly kind of like sits on its own just because of everything that that yeah. happened for it. But um, I just wanted to show it its proper love because it, it does mean a lot to me.
1: Absolutely, I think it's like it's one of those situations for me that the movie that they made is probably the best movie they could have made out of the circumstances, and so I have nothing really bad to say about it. Like the problems with it are. The problems of what happens if your main character gets taken away from you. You know what I mean? Like, it just yep. like, it, just, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. My number 10, which is actually, we have a mirror here because your 13 is my 10, and my 10 is your 13, uh, is the original Avengers. Um, just a, a hoot of a time. Well, back when quips weren't a thing that people rolled their eyes at.
0: Oh my gosh! I, you know, there's so many moments. Just so many moments. You get the first time Cap and Tony meet, like the first time all of them meet. Uh, Cap, Tony, and Thor. It's a great scene. Um, Mm -hmm. the the this is why I'm always angry. From Ruffalo, just delivers the line perfectly, and Mm -hmm. you know, you kind of get everything that you could have ever wanted from what an Avengers film could be at the time. You know, it's funny. I when I first saw that film I was I happened to be in Boston of all places. Mm. Um the day after it came out. So I went on that Saturday and saw it and I just remember like, Wow, they fucking did it. They yeah. really did it. It's just incredible. Mm. Yep. Uh, yeah, I saw
1: it a couple weeks afterwards uh, because I was not a huge MCU fan at the time. But it was the movie to see. I mean, it was the uh, it was the big 2012 release. Um, and yeah, it's just such a fun movie. Um,
0: and uh, your number nine. My number nine is Captain America Civil War. That is my number 15. Uh, speak on it. I think there are some very hallmark moments in this movie. You have the Spider Man intro. You mm-hmm. have the Black Panther intro. You have those two things. You have the kind of like the the big fight sequence at the airport mm-hmm. is just an you know incredible sequence in itself. Black Panther's hero moment at the end of the movie mm-hmm. with Zemo, who Zemo one of the rare characters who defeats the Avengers without ever having to lift a finger. Mm-hmm. Um in, in its own way. And I thought the Cap Tony fight was you know, it's like, it's kind of, you wanted to see what would happen when mm. those two would lock horns, and it was about as personal as it could get, yeah. and uh, just a wonderful way to, yeah. to to end that film.
1: Yeah, I definitely personally rank this lower than the average MCU fan, mostly because I like so much of the individual scenes in it, and I find the picture frame that is holding it up, if I can mix a metaphor, just to be pretty stupid. Not, and, and I'm not saying that like just like in a joking way, I think that it's just like, they have to it's they do a lot of work to convince you that this fight would happen and I'm really only convinced like three or four of the people involved are actually gonna be trying to hurt each other like that's just that, that, the big ask of the movie is that they, these people would actually be like fighting really hard and I don't believe it from other than like cap Tony and Bucky and T'Challa, I really don't believe that these characters are that motivated to do all this, which is I think, It is is a thing kind of need to make this movie an A plus for me. A lot of people, a couple people, rank this as the number one. I have no qualms that it's a fun movie to see. But if they're going to do this, I would have wanted it to be, you know.
0: Well, that's interesting. Number one. Yeah.
1: Anyway, (sighs) um, well, I'll go through every movie that was ranked number one. Don't worry, that's part of what I have. Uh, Mm. My number nine is uh, the original Black Panther. What is your number uh, eight?
0: I have the Guardians of the Galaxy, the original.
1: Yes, uh, that is my number eleven. Um, just a, a fun pit. What up? I mean, love I that movie. Yeah.
0: love that movie. Watched it. Uh, you know, after seeing Guardians three, went back mm-hmm. and watched the first one, and it's like, oh wow, that rocket story hits home in a way that mm-hmm. you would not believe when you see it again. And just to see the characters get together the first time, the the dance fight to save the universe is awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like uh, I am Groot, we are Groot. That mm-hmm. whole thing just a really special special original uh, opening film um in a in a really really what turned out to be a great trilogy
1: yes um i you know i have nothing bad to say about this movie at all i mean the only bad thing i would say in comparison to i don't know say a third guardians of the galaxy film which i'm noticing suspiciously has not been named by either of us yet is mm-hmm. that I, I the thing i noticed on my rewatch is that like the whole thing being about saving a planet that you've never heard of and with people you don't care about is, <laughs> in honestly I'm not saying I'm saying it in a joking tone, but I think like that is just kind of an issue. There's the right. the problem I think ultimately is that like the emotional arcs in it kind of are resolved before the movie actually ends. Like the final fight is about something that kind of is not the emotional thrust of the movie if that makes sense. Like the Gamora stuff is about her and Thanos and Nebula, which is kind of already resolved. The you know Drax wants to kill Ronan, but he doesn't really get like it, it's about saving this planet, which is just like okay. But these are these are people right. who like some of them look like humans, some of them look red. Um, anyway, uh, but it's, I have it my number eleven. So what, what am I complaining about? Mm-hmm. Um, my number eight is Spider-Man: Far From Home. Um, you know, I just I I said what I recently said about Spider-Man. I'm not going to repeat it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Mysterio, he's great.
0: Yeah, I I think the fact that they were able to. Have this person that we knew clearly was going to be a villain, mm-hmm. and yet play him straight as a nice guy who is just trying to help out our hero. And the mm-hmm. way that he turns on him, like just when when Tony when when um not Tony Peter gives up Edith, mm-hmm. that's just that scene after is just tremendous. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought, like in terms of visual effects. The mysterious stuff was it excellently right. yep. was excellently done. So I think yep. those two scenes were awesome for me. And
1: I think that in terms of like emotional character stuff, the scene with MJ and Peter on the bridge is some of the best oh, yeah, stuff they have yeah, like, the stu- like the stuff, like the because you're Spider Man. Like the biggest regret about that movie is that they spoiled that in the trailer. I think that there's just such a funny bit of she's try He's trying to like tell her that he likes her, but she gets like. I mean, come on. Like, I just, uh, I, 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 I'm a Schmalty cornball. People know this. It's tattooed on my forehead. Um, and it is what it is. Um, all right. Uh, Your uh, number seven. Black Panther, the original. Yep. Nine and seven. So
0: basically we have it in the same ballpark.
1: I yeah. Mean, I th- yeah, this was the
0: achie- Yeah, it's a great movie. This is the, you know, the achievement, everything that somebody like me would be, and know, for a lot of people were waiting for to Mm -hmm. see and you just remember the the energy of the kind of the 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 fan base the mcu fan base when this movie came out it was you know it was palpable so to see that and to see how everything went in that film like i always think you know i always think about like a lot of the stuff that occurred in that film just the just the culture that that whole thing Mm -hmm. overall and um yeah, it was just to see all these. I thought the the one thing that's always stood out to me about that film is how Chadwick Boseman gave such an understated performance and allowed everybody around him to shine in yeah. a way that was really cool. So I think yeah. it was wonderful.
1: And of all the MCU movies, it's probably the one that has like the least dumb comic book bullshit that you need to explain. Like it's it's very easy to be taken seriously as a movie because it's not silly in a lot of ways. Um, and so my number seven is Captain America: The Winter Soldier. What is your number six?
0: My six is Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3.
1: And we're in agreement. This is going to be very controversial, us putting it above the original Guardians. And my ex- explanation, truthfully, is I was just thinking, which of these movies do I like more? And it might be recency bias, but I did also just watch the original Guardians like a week before I saw the third one. So I don't know, this movie moved me in a really special way.
0: I think the message of friendship and life and love and um not only togetherness but understanding that there are times that we need to be apart as in terms of friendship overall like moving on the cyclical nature of what life is i thought this movie explained that in such a beautiful way there in a small scene where Drax and Mantis and Nebula are have well Drax is standing off to the side but mantis and nebula are having it out about their friendship just the way that that scene went it felt so real it felt like a conversation friends would have after being friends for a long time and just realizing that one of them just doesn't seem to understand what the other is feeling and what the other is going through and i thought that was just such so beautiful and it was just the way that that was expressed throughout the movie Um, the rocket story, the way that that went was heartbreaking as hell and the catharsis of him dancing at the end of that movie. Like, yo, those goodbyes, you, you felt that you felt that the closing of the circle of Peter hugging his grandpa and seeing him again, that meant something. And I would have never thought that like, that would have made me feel something, but all of that made me feel something. And we had a villain being a villain exactly
1: it it also is a perfect example of a movie that is like uh closure does not mean that someone important has to die right Um, because like i like i said on the pod about it i'm sorry the the ending was more satisfying than if it was them all crying because drax died or something like that just would be less satisfying i it's not that's not real closure anyway what is your number five number five avengers endgame that is my number five as well
0: um, no, we are we are we yeah. are in lockstep on I think
1: because I think yeah, we I, honestly it's because we're the people who talk with each other about the MCU the most. So like sure. kind of um, yeah, I mean I I honestly don't even know if I have a word to say about it. It's Avengers Endgame. What do you want me to say? You know?
0: Yeah, it's it's there. Obviously, there's so many moments, but I think just the the main thing that I did realize why I did rank it at number five is because I always think of once Thor chops off Thanos's head. There's like this like little dead space that happens yes. in the movie for like 10 to 15 minutes that uh-huh. without that, and if it keeps kind of like pushing, it's almost yeah. like they wanted to hit that three hour mark. Um, without that, I think this movie is a better movie, but that's why I, I have agree. it at fault. Uh, what's your number four? My number four is one movie called Thor Ragnarok. Obviously, hold that thought. You know that. that, would, that would yes, yeah yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, my number four is uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. I'm someone... I like delightful things. I like teens being awkward, and I like teen romances. I like all this dumb bullshit that goes along with it. And, uh, I don't know. It, it, this movie, while it's obviously not the highest-ranked Spider-Man movie I have, wink, wink, obviously, I mean, if you're listening, and also I have it on the screen right now, if you're watching on YouTube, what we currently have in our rankings. But, this one, I think, gets at so much what I like about the idea of being Spider-Man. This this age of Spider-Man is what's most interesting to me. One, it's a relatively small-scale villain, Michael Keaton throwing heat. Um, I this this is purely like
0: just a this movie makes me smile basically from start to finish. So you know, yeah, I think it's kind of like the perfect way to can to make a smaller story after what happened in Civil War. Mm-hmm. And I think the I mean, you said Michael Keaton. You who could go back to that speech in the car. That he mm-hmm. gives to Peter, it's just special stuff. It's just like you don't get more terrifying stuff from somebody who's trying to be a, somebody who's a supposedly a very nice dad, mm-hmm. being like that to 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 Peter. And you get a you get an iconic Spider Man comic book image recreated on screen. I thought that was cool for me too. But yeah, Homecoming is Homecoming. I got no complaints. That's a that's an awesome movie.
1: And you're number three, we're in the top three, folks. What's your number three?
0: Oh, number three, Captain America: Winter Soldier. I mean just it's a great movie I, I've it's only
1: fallen because I really like I like other movies more yeah but I really have nothing bad to say about this movie it is um despite all of the other like shitty things that the Russo brothers have uh, done in the genre since leaving the MCU this movie's still really good
0: it it is I, I couldn't I, I just remember as I've watched this movie over and over and over again just. I find this the technical marvel like this is like literally what it is. And you get introductions of characters. You get really good story beats with uh, with Steve. And I thought that the the Hydra shield stuff was actually done well in this movie, Mm -hmm. like the the turn and everything around that. And just to have Robert Redford play a bad guy in this movie Mm -hmm. was cool overall. And listen, the action scenes itself were just Mm -hmm. special, special stuff. Yes, absolutely. Uh, And we're in the top two. What is your number two? Number two. And it's funny that this not this hasn't changed a bit from when I said it at the time. Spider-Man No Way Home is number two. That is my number two
1: as well. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people say this movie is gimmicky and that that's true. But I also think that the, I will say completely and truly, the emotional catharsis plural, that this movie has are the most profound emotional moments I've had in the MCU. I, I think that the moment of Peter 3 catching uh, MJ is so... On paper, it is so cheesy. It's like, oh, really? And it's just like, you get two actors who are like, no, we're going to play this like it's fucking Shakespeare. And it just genuinely think This is so corny, but
0: genuinely think about it it makes me want to cry.
1: Like, it is such a perfect moment.
0: You remember... Amazing Spider-Man Two off of that, and you think about it in a case where I don't think I would have ever thought about it mm-hmm. in a way that follows through that story and the way that Andrew Garfield sells that, you mm-hmm. cannot put a price on how beautiful that was. Mm-hmm. I think you said it too, like the, the there is there are emotional moments. Obviously, I mean we're talking about twenty years of Spider-Man mm-hmm. canon on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, that part of it. The Aunt May dying scene mm-hmm. with I think this was a, a special effort from Tom Holland, and the 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 way that I quietly suffered as I watched Peter go to MJ after everything mm-hmm. is done and just have to be like, all right, I'm gonna let let her yep. go and let her live her life. That mm-hmm. one, that look on his face, mm-hmm. oh boy, that's tough. Yeah, tough stuff. It's
1: it just the look on his face. You're just like, man, Tom. You'd need a better agent. Just like, (laughs) what are we doing? All right. Uh, I forgot to say my number three, but it's your number one. So let's talk about it now.
0: Avengers Infinity War. Yes. Infinity War.
1: It is objectively the crown jewel of the MCU.
0: Yeah. This movie should... Like, this is another example. Like, the fact that they were able to make this, and the fact that it was... I was not sure if this movie would be good. But no. the fact that this will, this movie was not only good, they put the right people together, they separated the right people, people were looking for the Tony Steve stuff, but they were right to hold that off till endgame, and it really came together in a wonderful way, and also making Thor chase Thanos kind of throughout the film, after what happens at the beginning of the film, you get the death of Loki immediately, all that stuff, it honestly, like, I rewatch that movie all the time and just think of how the hell did they put this together? It's just mm-hmm. so tremendous.
1: There's no reason it should be as propulsive as it is because mm-hmm. it is jumping from scene from location to location. Like, it should feel stagnant. You should be like, "Oh, this is dumb." But because they set up so clearly and it's kind of inelegant, where they have Wong with the Infinity Stones explaining all of it. You know, even if the characters themselves don't know it, every individual, you know, the characters are all doing the same thing. And so every bit is propulsive and interesting. And like, it just, it, they gave you the characters together that you might not have thought. It's mm-hmm. not, it, it is the perfect example of why. When anyone asks for movie studios to give fans what they want, they should have their internet accounts deleted because they're wrong. You should never give fans exactly what they want, because that is how you get a film called The Flash 2023 a mushetti. Like that is how that happens. You give people what this surprises them. They people wanted a movie that was just Tony and Steve teaming back up. It's like no, hold that off. Give Tony different interactions. Give him a father figure arc further with, and then you can have like. Bravo. I can't believe they did it. It's so crazy. The culmination
0: of, a, I mean, honestly, the culmination of 10 years of storytelling, bringing that on the screen, the yeah. fact that they were able to pull that off was extraordinary, yes. truly.
1: And now my number one, your number four. This hasn't changed since the last time we did it. And it's the reason it's my number one is because although I think that objectively Infinity War is probably the best MCU movie for what it is, mm-hmm. Thor Ragnarok is, is... The only MCU movie, honestly, that's in, like, my top 10 most rewatchable movies that I would, like, will put on any time. Like, I love the MCU, but, like, there's no MCU movies in my top four on Letterboxd. Like, I, for Ragnarok, there was a movie that just every moment of it makes me laugh and smile. And, you know, it just, it's a, it's special to me.
0: I mean, it's, it, I mean to be honest, it's uh, from a comedic standpoint for Hemsworth, this is his, um, like, I, I've said it before, it's like... It's like Jordan's fifty-five in the garden. Like mm-hmm. that's what that's that's what that performance was. Um, everything surrounding that movie, uh, Cate Blanchett playing Hella the way that she did was great. Um, mm-hmm. recreating the magic with Hiddleston and Loki, I thought that mm-hmm. was that was a in in. Going on from what happened, what I was talking about with Thor: The Dark World, being able to bring that back in a good way, in a fun way, and then Jeff Goldblum just coming in and acting as as acting as he was in that film. Mm-hmm. Tessa Thompson's introduction to the MCU in this, uh-huh. like, there's just so many good things going on. And from that um, movie. And you, yeah. you're
1: forgetting a certain half. Oh, what is this? He's uh, he's made of rocks. Uh-huh. But don't be worried, unless he's made, you're made of scissors. Sorry, I got to a little cork. <laughs> It's Just salute um, the
0: cork. Yes,
1: I know. Rob, we have a little time crunch, so. Yeah, um, yeah, So, now that's ours. So, I'm going to quickly go through... Not quickly. I'll t- well, t- let me know <laughs> when you have to go. Well, yeah, I'll let you know, Keep yeah, going. Yeah, they shouldn't take that. But I want to go through the fan votes. Once again, not including us, we had 52 submissions, which is really insane. And we would have had 56 for, for two people. But um, <laughs> one of the people who submitted, by the way, is my older brother, Kevin Christie, who I think has just recently only saw all of them. And he has some great choices. I mean, I really respect some of his uh, his choices. And I... Even though we disagreed on some stuff, it was very heartening to realize that we are caught from the same cloth. Because I think he and I might be one of two of all 50 people to have all three Spider Man movies in our top 10. And we never anyway. talked about that, but we both, I mean, we both love Spider Man. We don't, you know. Anyway, number 32, staying there is Thor of the Dark World. Um, mm. A lot of people, like, I would say almost half the people put it as their bottom one. Um mm. Uh, and the highest it was rated by anyone was someone put it at 21. So, um, oh, okay. I'm not going to put these people on blast, honestly, unless I know them. I'll just say that. Uh, cause I don't, <laughs> even though I have all the names in front of me, um, number 31, the incredible Hulk, not surprised either. A lot of people put it at last as well. The highest was 18. Um, and I'm not, yeah. Uh, number 30, you know, you and I together on a quantum mania, number 30, people have really soured on the movie a lot. Mm. Um, Highest rated was 18 for that one.
0: Okay. okay.
1: Number 29, Eternals. Um, multiple people had it at the bottom, and the highest rating for Eternals was t- t- number 14 um, okay. by Zephyr, who I'm just going to note, of everyone, has the most... Where he either had the highest rating for something or lowest rating. And so while I think some of the, I'm not crazy about all the picks, I genuinely respect that he is the most iconoclastic. Like most people have one or two movies that they're the highest or mm-hmm. lowest on. He has like seven. Um, <laughs> uh, number twenty-eight, Thor, Love and Thunder. Um,
0: just oh, barely yeah. star- it's just on that movie. Yeah. It's just
1: barely twenty-eight. Um the lowest rating for it is thirty-one, and the highest is thirteen. And literally just Point two, two, sorry, two hundredths of a point higher for 27 is the original Thor, which, um, hmm. is one that, yes, 31 is the lowest and uh, 13 is the highest. Or did I, that, I might have screwed up the sorry, someone put Thor Love and Thunder at number four, Beckett Hennessy, who I kind of know. I'm glad you like the movie. Wonderful, thank you so much for submitting. Um, four is high, wow. And someone, But someone that? also put it at bottom. Like, I think that number four was the highest rated anything anyone rated a movie that someone else considered the worst, if that makes sense. Oh, okay. Um, number 26, Iron Man 2. Uh, Lexus May, uh, who's a patron, had it at number eight. And uh, a couple people, actually no, just one person had it at uh, 32, so had it at the bottom. Number 25 is Black Widow. Um, this one is, honestly, most people had it basically around the same. Like, 15 was the what was the highest and 31 was the lowest like no one had it outside of that range um the uh number 24 and this was one thing i was watching out for iron man 2 versus iron man 3 because back in the day the first time we did this iron man 2 beat iron man 3 this time it's different people have wised up they understand you know movies Uh, one person did put it at actually multiple people put it at 32 but um Someone put it at number three. So actually, I take that back. This is the one that has the highest for any movie. Someone wrote as the lowest. So um, yeah. Number 23 is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, Nothing super interesting there. I'm going to go a little faster just because I realize I'm just saying numbers. Um, (laughs) Number 22. I'm just, these numbers don't mean anything to you. I Uh,
0: I feel feel you. To the audience.
1: Uh, Number um, 22 is Captain Marvel, which is another one where it was really like, no one had it super high. No one had it super low. Yeah. Um, It
0: feels like the kind of. mm. Yeah.
1: Number twenty one is Captain America: The First Avenger. Um, yeah, someone had number five, which I respect because it's a, it's a fun Shit. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when you have fifty the responses, you are going to have some variance. Uh, number twenty is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I was a little surprised that I think a lot of people rewatched it and I think liked it more. Um, based I on think, the fact that Silver yeah, came- I
0: think there are there there is a section of folks who actually really really like so it is
1: it's very funny so like i can't
0: it's not a a hate it's just like it felt like just such a come down from one yes
1: and then uh number 19 the original doctor strange uh paul bull in our discord uh if you want if you want me to start saying your name too when we do things like this join the discord because i feel comfortable putting any of you on blast i'm kidding i love you all but paul you're a great guy um he put it at number four and the lowest someone put it at was number 30 so Mm. um not a pretty big spread Ant Man was number 18. Um, I was, uh, yeah, I was a little bit surprised to see how many people. It, it, I'm not surprised it ended up at 18, but a lot of people are in like the low 20s, which I was a little surprised by. I just don't know how you could have a bad, like a super bad thing to say about Ant Man. You know, I just don't. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, the actually biggest thing I forgot to mention this was that someone put, um, two people put Ant Man and the Wasp at the bottom, which that, two the wrong, but, um,
0: I don't anyway, know about all that, but
1: okay. Uh, number 17, the other one I was watching, I was interested to see if Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness would beat the original Doctor Strange. And for a while, it didn't, but it now barely did. It's uh, Doctor Strange mm-hmm. Multiverse of Madness at 17. Um, it does have a number 32 ranking from someone, but that did not hold it back from beating the original Doctor Strange.
0: Um, to the person who ranked it 32, I, I got to say, what the hell? <laughs> And, uh, what the hell man <laughs> yeah
1: i i, I texted to do some thoughts i didn't name anyone specifically but there was a certain joke i made about people who have a certain opinion um and uh anyway uh mm-hmm. number 16 avengers age of ultron i think that that's just a lot of avengers love i'm not trying to poo-poo that yeah I, th- um, I think that's what that is yeah, yeah for sure number 15 spider-man far from home um you know it's a I think it's, when I saw, I was surprised how much people have it on the movie, not that this ranking so much, but you see the thing where someone Mm did the the, the, the repost bait of say something nice about this movie. I'm like, this movie, what the fuck are you talking about?
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that that one grinded my gears. Uh,
1: Number 14, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, This is the first one, this is the lowest rated movie that has a number one ranking from. Joseph Kowalski put this at number one. Shout out to you, man.
0: Um, yeah, Yo, shout out to you. Yeah. I, I Listen, I don't, I don't mind going out for something like... As, yeah, live as, your truth. ...as cool as... Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Uh,
1: number 13, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. This mm-hmm. one is very much a clustered... Like, highest rating was six, but it ended up being 13. Which, like, that's... You know, like, no one really gave it a bad rating, but no one gave it a great rating. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Because um, I feel like anyone who would rate it really high would have to have space to rank Black Panther higher, probably. Exactly, um, yeah. Um, Spider-Man Homecoming uh is uh I thought I was gonna be the highest rating but uh Stephen B put it at number three so uh, okay. it's number 12 overall um my homecoming homecoming is a great yeah. movie man. now these two 10 and 11 were the one that I needed to do tiebreaker on and I would have swore that you would have gone the other way but so number 11 is Iron Man um which uh was rated two by two people it ends up at number 11 and then number 10 is the original Avengers um so and that has uh that was rated number one by Khalil and that's it. Khalil straps to you for rating that number one. Yeah, so um, Khalil. Yeah. Then number nine. people, you, you asked, is it a top ten movie? The fans say it is. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three hey. is. And one person John didn't leave a last name. Put it at number one, which I don't know if you could. That it might be recency bias, but who cares? This none of this matters, and I appreciate once that you moment. once
0: you're in the top ten, I I can't really complain about what yeah. you decide to put at one because that means exactly. like it's the top of the top, exactly the creme uh, de la creme.
1: Yes, number eight, Captain America: Civil War. We had a couple mm-hmm. number ones on that. We got Lexus May, Kevin S, Justin M. Um, you know, I I some people, you know, I was surprised. I was expecting uh michael springfield nah, the lowest folks rating really on that but fool he did with
0: civil war fool, folks really fool with civil yeah. war
1: and I, and I don't blame him either yeah um number seven is the original guardians of the galaxy which is a number one by trade a 421 top cat which one well, i just appreciate that someone submitted their name as top cat like that's awesome mm-hmm. um yeah and uh number six the original black panther it's got a couple number ones i can't really name them all um but yeah uh I the lowest rating was twenty four. I wanted to make a joke about what that means, but obviously, if you don't like <laughs> the movie, you don't like the movie. Um, <laughs> so judging some, by some people on our Discord, it might you might be surprised um, with uh, with who doesn't like Black Panther. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, next up we have um, number five, Thor Ragnarok. Uh, just barely yeah. number five. Um, I obviously have it number one, so just some other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and the lowest rating for that one is twenty four um what yeah. 24 i don't know Jesus. what to tell you
0: yeah <laughs>
1: uh number four is spider-man no way home uh got some ones uh but mostly mm-hmm. top oh, to- oh mostly top f- uh, fives uh, mm-hmm. number three captain america the winter soldier um you know uh the highest, a bunch of number ones, high, lowest rating was 20. Once again, I really would have bet that Michael Springfield would have had the lowest rating for both Winter Soldier and Civil War, but he didn't for either. He had 19 for Winter Soldier, and someone else gave it 20, so took that okay. honor away from him. Number and four. then number two and one, pretty obvious. Number two, Avengers Endgame, um, a lot of number ones. And then number one, by a very wide margin, by over a full, like, point, 1.3 points, which is a lot. Most of these are separated by a couple decimal points, is Avengers Infinity War, Basically Amen. like one, two, three, four, like I would say at least twenty people put it as their number one. Uh, and that is the official list. You're seeing it on the screen now, and I'll release it on Twitter. Probably tomorrow because I want people to have to listen to this episode, at least think they have to listen to this episode in order to know the answer. Um and yeah, that is uh the finals. Anything shock you completely?
0: Um, I do think the Ragnarok at twenty four is just like wow, okay.
1: I mean, that's, but what about like total? Like what about like final um, placement? Because obviously people have idiosyncratic tastes all the time.
0: Um, not like necessarily anything crazy. I think the what was the what was the what was the very last was it Thor? Was yeah, Dark it, World. Yeah, Thor the Dark World. Okay, that makes yeah that makes sense. Um, no, I don't. I I generally it's some of the individual ones more yeah. than the the overall ranking i think the overall ranking made, made which is why you do
1: this which is why you average stuff out guys this is the beauty of democracy you have a bunch of shitty opinions you throw them together and you get a good one um, there you go. But yeah that? uh that's the finals uh ac you can take us out
0: yes yes us um, out. Jeez, i got something to throw take us out but, but i mean shoot i mean you should take us out first because where can we follow you brother
1: Oh, you can follow me on Twitter at the J Christie. Listen to my other podcast. Love it for psych psych, which I do with Andre Barrera, talking about the show psych.
0: Yes. And you can follow me at Anthony Canton underscore three on the Twitter. Follow the show at MC university pod, YouTube, MC university podcast. Like I said, we're getting close to a hundred. Make sure you screenshot me that DM that you subscribe. So you get a chance to win that prize. And of course, patreon.com get into the discord all those wonderful things that I discussed earlier at the top. Um, appreciate everybody's support and appreciate everybody for listening and supporting. You may hear us elsewhere this week, um, perhaps somewhere, somewhere, somewhere far, far away, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens when, when that does happen. We'll talk about that more and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to continuing to expand the show video wise, visually all over the place. Uh, we'll continue to talk about different things during the course of, over the next few weeks as we get ready for Loki in October. So it should be a lot of fun. So for Jake Christie, I'm Anthony Canton the third. This has been Marvel Cinematic University and we will talk to you next time.